Welcome to Slayer Lair, a podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Welcome back to Slayer Lair. We're your hosts. I'm Jen, and I'm rare on the Stakeometer. <laughs> this is my first time rewatching Buffy. I'm Amanda, and I'm medium, maybe medium well on the Stakeometer. <laughs> I've done a few rewatches and have a few of the comic books um, that I've checked out here and there. But my preparedness, cooking wise, is nothing compared to. <laughs> That's me. I'm Chris. And on the Stakeometer, I am well done. <laughs> I am deep in the Buffy lore with many rewatches. Um, one that I just finished two days ago, and also including the spin-off Angel, many comics, and a recently procured Buffy Tarot deck. Nice. I want you to do a reading for me on that. I can't wait, dude. You can barely pull them out of my hands. I love them so much. <laughs> the Xander card is the fool. So it's obviously Xander card means like don't walk to your car alone for the next week, maybe. <laughs> That's in your reading. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about season two, episode nine, What's My Line? part one part one <laughs> nice two-parter um yeah what do you think Jen? so you hear yeah. you okay. hear what's my line so okay I didn't know that what's my line was like an old show so <laughs> I immediately was like whose line is it? <laughs> and... so you thought that Drew Carey would be like make an appearance in this <laughs> no I thought that maybe like you know they do have to like act something out like Angel's hosting a party and like Buffy comes in and like has a prop or something <laughs> That really fits his character. Yeah. <laughs> but like his things would always be like, because he's so out of touch with like reality and human world. It'd be like all fun things like, oh, you are at a Ricky Martin concert or something. And his would be like, you're at a box social <laughs> during Prohibition. <laughs> and it would be so boring. Dude, yes. You're at a barn dance. <laughs> <laughs> suffragettes are outside you yeah. open the door what do you do <laughs> so that is not what the episode's about <laughs> um, but it was like a more um we do get to go to angel's place so okay yeah yeah um and then chris you want to give us some notes some deets yeah some deets on this um this episode aired november 17th 1997 it was directed by david solomon written by joss whedon howard gordon and marty noxon um one fun fact about this episode that i really enjoyed is that this is the first time anyone refers to buffy and the group as the scooby gang which we will now see throughout the series, either the Scooby gang or the Scoobs, oh, which I enjoy. Cute. Yeah, it's very cute. You think they had to pay royalties on that? 
I don't know. No, they just Scooby, kind of freeballed it. I feel like it's Scooby is kind of old, right? When is At there? Like, point, I mean, they made a live years. action movie with that guy. Oh, that's from true. So, and that was it's still in the, in the early aughts, maybe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was all those illusions to getting high, and it was racy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing before they had accepted that Velma was gay. Yes, um, yes, before they leaned in. Maybe it's just because they don't have the do in there. They're like, this is different. A different Scooby. (laughs) (laughs) Nickname having nothing to do with solving mysteries at all. (laughs) They're like, they don't have a van. And no one is a stoner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's way different. It's way different. Mm. I did also have, because you guys know, I love to get down on a theme in our campy show. (laughs) In this episode, the theme is mommy and daddy and (laughs) like wet panties. Those are the themes. Those are the themes that (laughs) I wrote down. So obviously, we're going to see Spike and Drusilla. This is a Spike episode. (laughs) Yeah, obviously, obviously. And so, yeah, we, I guess let's get into it. So wait, before we jump in, we need to update the dear gentle listener about why, why is this episode so late (laughs) and how (laughs) we tried to record this. Yeah, we tried to record all together, which we've never done before. Yeah, like a real podcast, all in the same room, (laughs) talking to each other. Yeah. And it did, it went poorly. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think it went really well. I mean, but it we went well. Drinks, we experienced many drinks. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and we recorded late into the evening. Recorded until three o'clock in the morning <laughs> is what happened. And then when I went to edit the episode, it was like impossible to parse because all of our mics picked up our voices. And then especially like we were very excited. So we were shouting. <laughs> By excited, Jen means drunk. (laughs) Yeah, we were very drunk. We were drunk enough that Jen continued to want to eat crunchy snacks into the (laughs) mic. And I was like, dude, eat soft snacks, dude. Like, you don't have applesauce? No, it's just free ASMR. Yeah. (laughs) She was drawing in more listeners. And she was trying to do it quietly, which just made it way longer of an experience because it was like, <laughs> like, dude, just eat it. <laughs> so yeah, so this is a re-recording, which we've never had to do before. <laughs> and I think that I was just like living in denial and like thinking that I could, you know, get through the um editing. But even when I was like deleting some of the background, I mean it just well, I, I don't have like advanced equipment to do this. <laughs> and so it just was not turning out very good. Um, Listeners so yeah. who know Jen on a personal basis will not be surprised that she was convinced that she would be able to edit that impossible audio file yeah. for weeks, for weeks. Maybe we could put it on the Patreon if anybody wants to hear like echoes of our voices for four hours straight. <laughs> Join our Patreon. That'll be like our, our $5 can access that yeah it's crazy i'll have to yeah you guys haven't even heard it (laughs) yeah it didn't yeah well 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're we'll leave it there. recording. We'll leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in the morning. We're sober. So yeah, it's 10 a.m. We have some nice, nice coffees. We're ready. Yeah, we're ready to jump in. Okay. So as I recall from my notes here, myself, um, this episode, I was very excited because it starts with a previously on. So I feel like not very many of our episodes start with like a, you know, hey, there's an actual like underlying story going on. So I think this was a good signal for us of like, okay, all the fucking goosebump shit. <laughs> let's set that aside. Like that was a fun ride. <laughs> but <laughs> let's just get a reminder that we have mommy and daddy, Spike mm-hmm. and Drusilla, they're in town. Well, I think I appreciate you, Chris, trying to be like politically correct to say mommy and daddy. Let's just cut the shit. It's daddy and baby. Daddy and baby are in town. Let's just Dude, cut the honestly, shit. Let's cut the shit. It's so creepy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, you're right. The theme of the show is actually sexy babies. <laughs> very yeah. sexy baby. Yeah, a very sexy baby. Um, not only are they in town, they bring all their baggage with them from the UK. And by baggage, I mean that, oh, of all the places in the world, they happen to move into where Drusilla's ex lives, Angel. The one who made her crazy. Yeah, the one who made her insane, right? So yeah, we had that revelation on a previous episode. Um, that was the like Halloween dress episode, (laughs) if anyone remembers (laughs) that. Um And there was also, okay, there was also a book stolen from the library, but not just library, like Giles' personal, like, watcher collection, right? So that book was stolen in episode seven, Lie to Me, Um, again, which is the episode where we learn about Drusilla and Angel's history. So that episode kind of like that, where that book went, it's like never found. So just a reminder now, we're in episode nine. It's obviously still missing, but we're about to see what became of it. Yeah, dude, I know we're still on the previously on, but I already have a question for you guys. Yes. So Angel says that he made Drusilla insane before he made her into a vampire, which I feel like begs the question, do our mental illnesses follow us into death when literally you die and a demon moves into your body? They always say, like, you're not yourself. You're, like, the demon that moved into your body. Do you think that, like, would I be a bipolar demon? (laughs) I mean, I guess because they have, like, all of the people's memories, Mm. you know? Dude, also, I think vampires follow old-timey medical rules. So, like, (laughs) mental illnesses are demons by their definition. (laughs) So, maybe, yes. Dude, that's why they drink blood. Because they're just trying to, like, regulate the humors. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they're so old-timey. I mean, I, maybe so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I've never thought about it before until this second rewatch. Or like, like maybe it's like you know how you know how they've proven okay, so we have like the old timey medicine. Now new medical research shows that like trauma is genet- genetically transferred mm. in your DNA. So maybe, dude, maybe whoever has your blood has to like feel that. I don't know. That's a good question. But then do demons have feelings, right? Because the opposite of feelings is not having feelings. And demons are like opposite of everything good. But are feelings good? 
That's another question. (laughs) Are feelings good things to have? And then I could also (laughs) see how like a demon (laughs) would maybe think it's fun to like play in a mental illness. Oh, Oh. I love that. I love that. (laughs) And just like super lean into it or something. So. If like if you became a, a, a vamp, like you would, your demon would not be taking meds. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it, it I'm just fine. riding I'm that fine. wave. <laughs> I don't need this anymore. <laughs> no, if anything, the demon would be like, what exacerbates this? Like, exactly. I'm going to smoke crystal meth. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, any, if any listeners are undead and mm-hmm. mentally let us know yeah. tell us about your experience we want to know <laughs> oh my god good questions here thank you for taking that segue with me <laughs> yeah no it's a good question um okay that was our our previously on they prepared us they've said go get your uh change of panties you know <laughs> baby and daddy are here to play to play in your mental illness so let's go um so opening Sunnydale High School <laughs> career fair. Oh no, the dreaded <laughs> career fair. Do they just have to not? Do they get to not go to classes when they participate in career fair? I thought it was like a during lunch thing, or like maybe one period is like career okay. fair. Okay, okay. Right. At least I don't think we ever. <laughs> I don't think I ever had a because they fair go to school, like but... seminars and that oh, we don't necessarily see. And yeah. yeah, maybe it's like a half day. Yeah. But yeah. it's all week, you oh. know? Mm. Yeah, because it's career week. I don't know. I was just really <laughs> I guess Sunnydale lives in chaos anyways. They're like... <laughs> dude, but bravo for having a whole week dedicated to these people's futures. Maybe they're like, dude, you may- if you are alive by the end of this, like, we want to Like, maybe you'll have you a that. job. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like, 80% of kids die at this school. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, yeah, Buffy's, like, forced to participate, which mm-hmm. then implies that there are people not participating, which then implies there are normal classes going on in the background because then it's like what would you be doing if you weren't participating right smoking so. in the bathroom yeah vaping. obviously yeah vaping. yeah vaping you're right no they were not vaping back <laughs> they were not vaping they were not no they had like lucky strikes dude it was 1997 <laughs> yeah they're smoking camels yeah but okay so you know, yeah yeah dude who's not smoking camels is willow no dude loves career change she's thriving she's fucking thriving um and but no good point Jen because yeah Buffy is forced to participate which is obviously giving her an existential crisis because everybody's planning for their futures but hers is already set so she's kind of you know which we've already known but just having that kind of be the theme of your whole week in high school is bumming her out obviously yeah (laughs) yeah it's harsh Okay. Oh, this is another good question. So we fade, fade to spooky manicure, <laughs> fade to spooky manicure close up, and a thousand year old tarot deck. Obviously, it's Drusilla. We're back to did she die with the manicure, <laughs> or like who is her nail person? <laughs> yes. like, Dude, and I maintain it's got to be like dip or something because there's no way they can use the v- UV light. So, oh my god! So she has fans and shit. She like yeah. has like, mini fans. Yeah, I bet Spike does her nails, dude, for sure. Daddy, daddy, yeah, daddy, daddy, baby, mm-hmm. he'll do her nails. 
I got um, really excited about this that they're the manicured hands are holding tarot cards. And when we watched this the first time, I had just gotten my new tarot deck in, and I was like, "They're doing a tarot reading." <laughs> so it's in all caps in my <laughs> yeah. And they like um, there's so she's doing her tarot reading, and then there's somebody also reading a book, and so it's like it's just going off, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's the stolen book, which this vamp in full vamp face, which this guy is in full vamp face the whole episode. <laughs> it's super confusing and <laughs> seems really unnecessary. And he is like translating, assuming some kind of like Latin or whatever he's trying to translate. And so it's like, do you think he needs his full vamp to like read Latin or something? Oh, to get the like accent right? Like the pronunciation <laughs> or something? Yeah. I don't know, dude. It was just like, it's super confusing why he's in vamp face the whole time. Maybe um, it's like he feels threatened the entire time because mm, he's oh, with Spike and Drusilla. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So he's just like, yeah, anxiously, subconsciously vamp-faced. No, I like that. He's, like, in fight or flight. Yeah. Like, the whole time. Okay. Um, okay. Meanwhile, Drusilla is uh, acting like she has lead poisoning, as always. Um, she is like... <laughs> Spike, come dance with me. <laughs> And he's, Spike's like, not now. Yeah. And Spike is like, dude, I can't fucking dance, little sexy baby. <laughs> I'm trying to cure. What? Okay. So it's super unclear. I don't feel like this whole episode cure you. So I yeah, think she's having like... some kind of like sickness where she's like withering away. You know, mm-hmm. they don't really explain it. She has like she has whatever vampire vamp. cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Or she has like vamp TB or whatever. <laughs> I think vamp TV is just regular TV because they're so old. <laughs> so they've had it for like a thousand years. <laughs> Although um, probably every time they cough, they cough up blood because it's all they eat. Oh, so. yeah, that's true. It's like yeah. they're just clearing their throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that means all their stool has blood in it. So they can never know if they have like colon cancer. Dude, I bet they never poop solid because they are on a liquid <laughs> diet. <laughs> oh, my God. Ozempic vampires. No. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, and so Spike yells at her. She starts so crying. Hot. Oh yeah, like Makes right away. Girl. And she's like, "I need to change Miss Edith," which is so creepy. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Wait, and like then, the doll's diaper? Is that what she's saying? It sounds like it, dude. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And then it's like, I guess in this world, this Edith is like a station above Drusilla. She's has to call her Miss. <laughs> <laughs> and like Drusilla is like a nanny or something in this like world that she created for herself. And yeah, and then Spike, like you're saying, is all concerned and is like, oh, I'm going to cure you of your TB. <laughs> and then they start making out. And this is what I, I get really concerned because she's obviously like super digressed into this like child state dude, <laughs> from him yelling at her. And he's like, oh, I'm going to kiss you <laughs> like we're equal adults. And 
Okay, don't hate on their play. Don't hate on their play, dude. Is it though? Like it's not play, dude. I think she's being serious. (laughs) No touchies. Come on, it's like the third day of Pride. Let's not hate. Let's not hate on other people's choices. Come on. Doesn't seem like it's a choice for her. Is all I'm saying. I feel like they have not to turn every scene with Spike and Drusilla in it to a conversation about BDSM. (laughs) No, I think please step in. Please step in. I feel like Daddy Dom, little girl, is a super common BDSM. But she has Um, a mental illness that makes her into no. She has aggression of child. She has has a demon. She has a demon. And I do feel like that is that could be a play style. Like maybe thank you, thank you. Maybe she's totally. It doesn't seem like it. No, it doesn't seem like she's turning it off, dude. She wants to dance. She wants to dance with Spike. Oh my god. Okay. Listeners, listeners, write in. Let's let's solve this, listeners. Reddit users. Let's solve this question. Um, either way, I found the making out hot, obviously, because I have brain demons. <laughs> so obviously that was hella hot. Um okay, meanwhile, okay, all of this really uncomfortable scene that we can't really decipher if like we should call a CPS or not is happening <laughs> while Big Brain is still in the room, right? Like trying to understand what the Latin says, right? So hence his face being fucked up. That's he's I see it. Yeah. <laughs> um so he he reveals that the manuscript he it's not even in latin <laughs> he just realized that after reading it's he's like halfway through the book <laughs> so he realizes it's not in latin meanwhile drusilla her tarot deck reveals that they need a a key to read yeah, the manuscript i feel like the brainy vamp gets annoyed at this because he's like i was literally just saying (laughs) he's also like that's not how tarot cards work (laughs) but okay dude and so this is where it would be hilarious if we had like a reality show like talking head clip of this guy being like i just said that there was we need a key. <laughs> Spike only listens to Juice. <laughs> Nepo, she's Nepo in the company. Yeah, he I only know. listens to her. And on the theme of like, this is not how tarot cards work, Drusilla flips a card and it's a picture of a mausoleum. And Spike is like, like sick. So it's in the mausoleum and this is as if there aren't like 50 cemeteries in the Sunnydale <laughs> area with how many fucking mausoleums so in many, it. So many. But when we do get a shot soon after this of the mausoleum, it's it like an exact like... picture. <laughs> yeah. Like Drusilla got Sunnydale specific tarot cards <laughs> where there's action. Also, I feel like they, like, could have easily logicked this out because it's, like, the author of the book's mausoleum. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, let's go there. That's why they're not the Scooby gang. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, oh, so man. yeah, we're there. It looks just like the tarot deck. And this like pissed off vamp face guy, it's like ice picking it. <laughs> and then like Buffy hears because it's like tink, tink. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck is that? And she like creepily like opens the door and peeks in. And I guess he's so into ice picking, he doesn't hear. Right. And then she just stands outside and is like, oh, like I'm just going to wait for this dude, I guess, to come out. And then there's like a second like lookout vamp, I guess, who was not doing a job. Mm-hmm. I I think that's what he's doing, or he's just a rando vamp wandering. It does seem like he's a lookout because yeah. the way that the shots are filmed, it kind of feels like you can tell that someone's watching Buffy. Mm. So I think you're right that he's just a bad lookout. Yeah. And then she like high kicks him and, and stakes him. And so it's like cool, great. But then during all that kerfuffle, the other guy gets away and uh-huh. he has something in his hand uh-huh. Uh-huh. that he ice picked out. So <laughs> so it's like, okay, kind of a shit night for Buffy. <laughs> She's like, she just wants to go home, take a bath, unwind. Yeah. And so she gets to her house. She's coming in through the window and fucking Angel is just there chilling. Okay. So <laughs> break it down. What about Buffy? What are we seems seeing? like she's like climbing up a ladder on the side of her house or something, right? But it's like Buffy. She left so a she ladder could, there. She could just be free rock climbing it, dude. She could be <laughs> yeah. climbing it. She could like have just Buffy. Yeah. She has like little like knees. finger grooves and she literally has such good <laughs> arm strength that she can literally do that. <laughs> so did Angel climb the same way? Because we Angel uh, can be the side that Angel he can turn into a bat, right? No, so I thought you guys said that he can't. I keep asking that. <laughs> oh, dude, that's not part of it <laughs> but can they float no like does he well, float up to the window no i don't think we ever see anyone float wow every yeah, man floats dude not they just i guess Sunnydale can't though. afford the insurance for, for wires <laughs> they blew their budget later on we'll see they blew their budget on worm cgi so that's there's true. no wires <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and With dusting it. okay so yeah. he also probably has like he just claw- they just claw he probably claws and she actually boulders okay. like but he ha- he uses his fingernails to like okay there's probably so many slashes on the side of her <laughs> where, like right under her window it's probably so fucking obvious <laughs> and angel is like oh what's wrong and buffy's like oh i had a hard day and, and he's like oh is it because it's career week and this fool fucking knows what's going on at high school and Dude, then he watches her stories religiously. isn't even embarrassed he's like i lurk <laughs> dude and while he's saying that he's holding her stuffed animal like the entire time they're having this conversation he's holding her stuffed pig named mr gordo so while he's <laughs> saying to her i lurk outside your high school and know exactly what's happening to you he's also holding her stuffed pig which just adds a level both a level of creepiness and a level of daddy and sexy baby i was just gonna say dude because he is the one who created or at mm. least he opened 
the mind of his ex to that type of relationship dude let's just face it that way <laughs> she realized she liked it and has kept that up and now he's trying to like show guide Buffy in that way <laughs> for sure that's what I was getting to I was dude that. and then it's like okay he can't go out in the day so is he like at night peering in the high school window and it says like, the- career week the yeah. banner <laughs> yeah that's he like he goes knows. and reads their little bulletin board. That's like <laughs> he watches her snaps. He watches her snaps, dude. That's <laughs> his snap score is hella high from watching all her snaps. <laughs> dude, so okay, I'm- wait, pause because Buffy's hair is shorter. This is we have the reveal that Buffy got a haircut. And she has like a cute little bob now. And in the last episode, she didn't. And I have in my notes, like, oh my God. <laughs> when her head pops up over the window, it's like the cute little like 90s hair bob now that she has. And it looks amazing. So I just need to call that out. Yes, it does look amazing. We love it. Buffy transformed. <laughs> Dude, but yeah. So basically, I'm like, this is the creepiest thing that's happened so far. <laughs> But then Wait, it's creepier than Spike and Drusilla. Like, what's your creepometer right now? Yeah, dude. I think it is. Okay. <laughs> like, I guess they are just creepy as a whole, but it's also kind of their vibe. Okay. And so yeah. This... But Buffy is actually 16. So <laughs> like it's creepier, dude, right? Exactly. Okay, okay. Got it. <laughs> and then um, yeah, and then they okay, you kind of get this like cool like angel doesn't have a reflection reminder mm-hmm. um and yeah they're just kind of like talking about how she is you know feeling her feels and yeah having this existential crisis from career week and he's like oh it's me and it's like dude it's obviously not you <laughs> <laughs> like shut the fuck up it's not all about you angel like he's no, like i'm dude. so hot it's obviously not <laughs> yeah and it's yeah. like dude i was the slayer before you entered my life and like would have had to deal with this if you were here or not and she's you know like, that episode of 30 rock where tina Fey is dating john hannah yeah. And he's never had to do anything because he's hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's definitely the vibe that Angel. <laughs> Dude, he's like, oh, do you want a normal life? Well, let me be your insecure high school boyfriend. Yeah, that's that, true. Like, Dude, all no, it's actually an me. even more relatable normal life because it's like, oh, let me. Oh, you're 16 in high school. Let me be your insecure out of high school. Yeah, <laughs> older because I groomed you, but you think you're super cool and mature like that. That's why that's what I told you to be together. Like yeah. boyfriend. Like it's so relatable. You're so mature for your age, buddy. Yeah. yeah. But okay, so they're both pretty Delulu because at the same time, she tells Angel she wishes she had a normal life. She wishes they were just normal kids. He is not a kid. Yeah, dude. He's like so and then he's in denial. He's, he's like 35, even before he was 300, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, no, dude. No. Dude, and, then, and then, yeah, this is where Buffy reveals that ice skating was an escape for her, just like you, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> dude, but this is where I feel like it really gets more disturbing. So, yeah, Buffy literally calls out Angel for being cradle robbing. And immediately, like in the same breath, dude, he picks up a picture of Buffy where she is like six. <laughs> And she's ice skating. And it's like, 
dude, I have in my notes, my badge is dry as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I have in my notes that when Jen and I first watched this episode, she had to like immediately stop it after (laughs) Angel picks up the picture and like gazes at her because she's a very sexy baby. (laughs) And she had literally in my notes I have fully shaking crying sucking (laughs) in air type of laughing and after several waves of that I pulled out a timer and clocked the second wave of laughter (laughs) at two minutes and 46 (laughs) seconds so that is how much you were affected by Angel picking up the picture of Buffy is a It's because it really bothered me, dude. And laughter is a coping mechanism. <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Dude, but yeah. So, yeah. So she used ice skating as an escape, basically. Her, like, mom and dad would fight all the time. And she would go ice skating. I guess she would be like, hey, can one of you drive me? Because I'm six. <laughs> Stop your fucking fighting. Um... Okay, but then it gets hot again because Angel is like, oh, there's a, r- a rink out on 17 and we can go when it's closed. And that is definitely obviously like a fantasy for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, everything's above ground. We're both of age. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that is kind of like a more like teen age date. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So they they they're like, okay, tomorrow night it's happening. Date night. Um the next day at school, we start seeing people getting their career day vocational quiz results back. So Cordelia gets personal shopper or a motivational speaker, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, Xander's results are prison guard. And I said, please, no women's prisons. <laughs> that is the note that I have. <laughs> so dear God. <laughs> um, and Buffy got caught, which is so funny. It's so amazing. Dude, I was like, this really is a statement about how violent the police are because she <laughs> brutally then. kills vamps, dude, almost every night, even on school school nights. <laughs> <laughs> that is commentary by the creators for sure. Um, but Willow doesn't have any results, which is confusing because she even used a number two pencil. So she's really upset about this. <laughs> Rightly so. She studied for it. Um now flash to the library so dude wait, so oh, but when they're still outside they see giles and yeah. he's walking to the library with like 50 fucking books yeah yeah okay so my question head. is where is he walking to with these books because he goes to the library we see him because we mm-hmm. get to the library he's still carrying <clears throat> them his office is in the library mm-hmm. where did the where was he carrying these like books? maybe the in order just came in or something <laughs> like what? <laughs> That's how they or deliver books. was he books. carrying them <laughs> from his car? Like, maybe. Or I don't know. I have a ridiculous stack of books and where are all the book cards? <laughs> yes, <what> dude. <laughs> wow, well, yeah, they need a budget for book cards for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> instead of offering to help with her super strength, she just, Buffy <laughs> instead is like, hey, I saw someone in a mausoleum last night with like an ice pick. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Um, 
And Giles immediately starts stimming. Like he, I noticed this, like he immediately like starts pacing and like rubbing his hands. He's very <laughs> overstimulated by what's happening. <laughs> Why not? What he's hearing. Um, And oh yeah, at one point, maybe you guys can clarify what, if he just like all of a sudden, he decides to give Buffy some constructive feedback just about her like, patrolling style I guess because he's like well what was taken what was what did you see and she's like I don't know like I was like busy fighting someone else and like my life is so hard and like I can't really keep track of what people are stealing from mausoleums and he kind of like freaks out at her you know a little bit but being like dude like you need to pay attention to what people are stealing out of a mausoleum it's probably important (laughs) especially out of the mausoleum of a guy that wrote like a book that can bring people back to life (laughs) Um, and Buffy wishes that she was dead, which is a cry for help. We get our first, like, moment of, like, Giles should have been, like, do you feel safe? Yeah. You're by yourself. (laughs) But he doesn't. Um, Um, go ahead. She honestly has, I think it's a Buffy line. I got so excited about the line that I didn't write down the context at all. Uh But I'm pretty sure it was Buffy who said... I'll jump off that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> and I was just like, dude, yes. <laughs> like that is everything. And then yeah, when she talks about being like when she talks about being dead, she says it in such a like I've been reading dark poetry way. <laughs> she's, like, she's like my like I don't have a life and like I I don't see friends and I like don't do anything that brings me joy but my fingernails keep growing so basically I'm a corpse like I do the same stuff that a corpse does (laughs) just like okay okay maybe it's like your relationship I mean obviously she has a fucked relationship of life and death and all that shit I mean yeah she her boyfriend is dead (laughs) so (laughs) maybe it's not as concerning when she says it. it's kind of just like yeah it's like such a part of her daily life <laughs> <laughs> because Giles is definitely not concerned he's more just like okay yeah yeah yeah. we all wish we were dead I just broke my back carrying 50 bucks yeah. <laughs> so um we just got to figure out like what was actually stolen from that mausoleum yeah. yeah, and then we get a scene where we immediately find out what was <laughs> stolen from the mausoleum and it is a giant cross on a pillow. <laughs> but we find this out. So my notes just say, what face is Drusilla making right now? And listeners, I know that you <clears throat> won't be able to appreciate this, but she, her eyes are half closed and she has like <laughs> shaky hands and she's like, <laughs> like, like panting over the it's situation the tv is hitting <laughs> she's like in bed literally propped up by pillows <laughs> i think that spike just engaged her like vibrating panties is okay what's yes, yes he has the control he has he's for a revelation this is apparently the like sickness that's taking her yeah. Hold of her, you know. <laughs> I mean, she just didn't get a lot of directional cues. It no, was like, it was like, like the director is out here on sick. the sideline, being like, "Shake your hands more." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly, dude. But 
the spike sees this and he's angry he's so angry because he's a caretaker so he's angry because he's worried he's scared (laughs) about his sexy baby and he realizes that he'll never be able to fully cure drusilla until that bitch (laughs) breathing down their neck is gone they actually say bitch yeah it's It's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that was like their swear word for the season like because the (laughs) censors only give them like two a season and this is way before we took that word back like he's not being like bitch he's not like he's like bitch yeah (laughs) it's aggressive yeah he's like that bitch that makes way less at every job than than me (laughs) needs to get back in the kitchen (laughs) that's literally how he means it (laughs) they're like i'm done he's like i'm done with this bitch (laughs) it's time for the big guns it's time for the order of taraka yeah and then the other brainy vamp is like oh i don't know like are you sure like that really seems like overkill and so whatever this is it's like shit's getting real (laughs) um okay so then okay now we're back at career fair Mm -hmm. week i guess yeah um it's we have xander and willow uh, of course, they run into Principal Snyder. He's always looking for Buffy, which is fucking always weird. His hyperfixation with Buffy. Um, Xander heads to the prison guard booth, which is okay, such a wait, weird. Presence. I guess she did like literally burn down her last high school. <laughs> so it is kind of fair that he she's like on his radar. Dude. But we already are like one principal removed from that. Like this new principal has been briefed on that. Like. I don't Fuck know. Yeah, dude, that's that something <laughs> that you would like. Dude, it's the be 90s. Really knowledgeable about. It's the nineties. No one's scared about that shit. There's no violence at school. Dude, well, the sure. other principal I is gone because more like... he was eaten by hyenas <laughs> in his principal office. Yeah. So... <laughs> yeah. So he blames Buffy for that. It was obviously hyenas or crazed kids that were had hyena demons. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Snyder, I love Snyder as a character so much. I feel like the actor does such a good job and it's so believable that he hates students, which <laughs> is respectable. And he calls Xander, like when Xander speaks, he says that it's an airborne toxic event. <laughs> I've never vibed with Snyder so hard. <laughs> As I did in that moment. It was such a good burn. That's hilarious. <laughs> so that's happening. Snyder is like, yeah, looking for Buffy and hating on Xander. Uh-huh. And kind of right after that, these like fucking suits approach mm-hmm. Willow. And I was so much this made me so much more uncomfortable than any of the sexy baby scenes these like two grown men grab they grab her Uh grab her and they hold on to her and they're like they like guide her to a room and then one of them puts his like hand on like her lower back oh and it was not okay like that made me so much more uncomfortable mm-hmm. than anything else that has happened mm-hmm. in this episode so the, yeah the suits grab willow they like guide her super creepily and kind of forcibly to this like back room and they are like we've been tracking you for a long time willow <laughs> rosenberg 
fucking lurking like everybody is fucking lurking in this episode it's very uncomfortable and and then they're just like we're with this guy who works for a software company like (laughs) it's steve jobs yeah definitely steve jobs (laughs) maybe it's wozniak dude maybe no it would have been like bill gates back then oh right right but yeah i feel like bill gates was hitting it harder in the 90s Mm -hmm. or whoever owns like enron it was i've got like an enron slash halliburton vibe like about Mm. to invade iraq type technology was happening yeah (laughs) um and it's like this private section i guess of the career fair like a secret private section and they have like fancy like all this fancy shit like champagne and canapes (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and there's only one other person that met their criteria and it's Oz oh my god (laughs) Seth Green I know finally dude (laughs) amazing yeah he is perfect his face his like facial reaction to seeing willow there is so perfect and beautiful he she sits down on a little couch next to him and you just see his face like completely lift and brighten because this is the girl that he has Mm. been like low-key lurking on and super wanting to meet ever since he saw her in that problematic um like inuit costume <laughs> from <laughs> pretty sure they called her an eskimo yeah they and... did they did they did <laughs> it's very sweet it's just like such a sweet moment and such like an appreciation for seth green being like america's little tiny sweetheart and mm-hmm. also just a very quality actor like really brings mm-hmm. something in yeah i'm so excited for I love seth that. green i yeah. know it's lovely and he offers willow a canapé and then that is the last we see of them yeah yeah definitely definite meet cute at the <laughs> secret ops black ops <laughs> tent at the career fair yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so meanwhile, uh, Buffy and Giles are at the graveyard in the daytime, which doesn't hit as hard. Uh, it is like Probably. definitely a weird setting to be in for both of them at the same time. Um, Buffy's still mad that Giles expected her to find the relic, <laughs> stop the guy with the relic, who is obviously a nerd and would have been easy to stop. <laughs> um, he at this point he suggests that. If she wants other gainful employment, she should consider law enforcement, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But I think I'm going to give him a pass because, like, he probably assumes that the cops are, like, bobbies and, like, they (laughs) don't have guns and, like, he doesn't get that that's actually a burn. Dude, yeah, Um, he's also telling Buffy in this moment, reminding her that being a slayer is a sacred duty mm-hmm. and i think that again like this is this is really a part in buffy and giles relationship where they are going to continuously butt heads on that where it's literally mm-hmm. giles's duty in her life to like keep her on track and to remind her that like she is the slayer where buffy is trying to remind giles that she's also a human being and is a young person and 
Yeah, I think we we see a lot of that as Giles and Buffy are learning how to coexist and how to work together on this. And this episode, I think we see a lot of that clashing and not so much mutual understanding. They haven't really reached that point yet. Mm -hmm. Um, they they reach the mausoleum, right? So mm -hmm. they find Buffy takes them back to the giant mausoleum from the tarot card. Um, and they find that a re reliquary is stored here along with the dead folks. So that's like basically a place for all the sacred items to be stored along with like the bodies. Um, Giles quickly sees a Dulac engraving on one of the walls uh, and gives us some info that Joseph Dulac was buried here, okay, in Sunnydale. <laughs> he ran a religious sect that was excommunicated by the Vatican at the turn of the century. Um, and my question is, how many boy rapes is enough boy rapes to be excommunicated by the Vatican? I think the answer is zero. <laughs> It's oh, so he enough. just he refused to yeah. do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, got it. So, <laughs> <laughs> as you would, as anyone would, that's from Rome, right? <laughs> he Dude, moved which to Sunny Dale. Like, seems like a good a quick <laughs> plug for Buffy's quote. Note to self: religion freaky. <laughs> <laughs> end quote <laughs> you're like she's got it right dude she understood yeah it was like damn what did you have to do for the catholics to kick you out like that's crazy <laughs> they're demons um okay I mean, so that's like all of the like really extreme religious people did move to america so at least that vibes well, I feel like the people trying to escape Catholicism moved to America, so it was you know, interesting. Like all of the like the Puritan, like all, all the Puritans, the most, yeah. yes, like all of the most insane sects of religion <laughs> that were not accepted. Came, that's why America exists. Because <laughs> yeah. well, they, they came here. I guess also the Quakers, and they seem chill. But, but maybe the Quakers not are accepted not accepted Oh yeah, I know. Uh, I just no? think that they came over with the crazy people because they were mm -hmm. like, we're just trying to chill in Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like do our own fucking thing. <laughs> but otherwise, yes. Shout out to Quakers. Shout out to All Quakers, our dude. Listeners who are Quakers. We yeah. love those oats, man. Yes. So good. Um so I okay. I don't know how I feel about Quakers. I just want to make the statement that I, that what Chris does not speak for all of us. <laughs> I'm Catholic, so I have no room to point fingers anywhere but at myself. I have guilt about that, obviously. Anyway. Um, okay, dude, so seeing Dulac engraved everywhere, Giles is like, oh yeah, wait, my Dulac book. That was the book that was stolen and it contains all these rituals and spells you know it's set they're said to reap unspeakable evil but you know that's why i keep it totally like not locked up in the library <laughs> but don't worry it's written in archaic latin so only sect members could understand it unless they had some type of key or whatever <laughs> in a corresponding mausoleum so we're good don't worry about it <laughs> 
Okay. Yeah, Giles is like, something is coming, Buffy. I don't know what it is. It's like, cool. (laughs) Thanks for that note. (laughs) It's like, Angel already said the same thing. Like Angel says that every episode. Every episode, dude. She's like, obviously something is coming. Like, this is Sunnydale. Every day of my life, something is coming. And then we get an immediate what's coming and And it's a bus from los angeles (laughs) (laughs) and the bus contains a scary giant maybe biker dude but not because he was on (laughs) (laughs) a bus like a an eco-friendly biker (laughs) a bus vagrant dude And and then we meet Norman Fister. Oh my. So yeah, Norman Fister with lush, beautiful skincare. Like he's basically the oh my god, what is it? The ding dong. It's the, the salesman. Yeah. Like Avon or it's the Avon, yeah, Avon lady. Yeah, it's, the yeah. Avon lady. <laughs> it's the Avon lady, but, but it's a man, dude. But she's Norman Fister. Like, yeah. And he Don't has all like from a serial killer glasses on, dude. Like, it's crazy. He is way scarier than the bug finger. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Anyone with the last name Fister is immediately <laughs> scarier, dude. And so he goes to Buffy's neighbor's house and is like, knock, knock, knock. Like, Avon guy, Avon rapist, free samples, and she's like, free. (laughs) Wow, really? He's making a statement about women, (laughs) dude. Also, it was at a time of recession, probably. (laughs) So actually, I don't think so, dude. I feel like the late '90s is when in the Clinton era when shit was booming. Okay, right, right. The sax, the sax was going off. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and dude, but then we hear a woman scream, obviously, yeah. when she lets the fucking rapist murderer in, <laughs> yeah, to her house. And then we get a plane landing, and a woman with giant hoop earrings high kicks herself out of the cargo hold of the plane. <laughs> yeah, dude, high kicks specifically. She high kicks herself yeah. out, and then she like high kicks the like baggage handler who's yeah. in there just like Aww. minding his own fucking yeah. business dude like <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty intense she definitely knocks him out yeah yes and then like somehow gets from the tarmac out into the world which as someone is pre- pre- the airport oh you're right so this right anything does... goes anything yeah. goes yeah. you're right nothing matters there there was probably, like, this was probably happening so much <laughs> this probably happened so many times <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, shit, it was wild <laughs> okay so i think so they're alluding okay so in like so spike said we gotta hire the order of Tarek, right so or Tarak or whatever Taraka. Right. And so are we, so we're supposed to think that it's one of these people, like it's an assassin. I think we think it's all three. It's all three because Drusilla pulled three cards. Yeah. But weirdly, these three cards aren't a mirror image of the bounty hunters that we see show up the same way that, like, the mausoleum Mm. was basically like a photograph of the place. (laughs) So, I feel like the cards we see are kind of more demon-y looking yeah. of a representation of these well, people. Well, we, we can't get into that. 
Yeah. The cards aren't really great. Yeah. <laughs> Especially for the plain, the plain woman. Um, they're not great cards. <laughs> um, but yeah, we can talk about that soon. So I'm getting a, at the end of the scene, I'm getting an Agatha Christie red herring vibe. I'm sure. seeing they all have very different personalities. They all arrive different ways. It just was kind of like, a, almost like a clue type vibe I was yeah from these characters um, yeah and so we are back at the library and they like Giles and Willow like at this point are talking about, like there's a picture of the cross and it's like a super like a picture book like, <laughs> <laughs> like it pops up when they turn the page <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah and then they're like oh, okay this is what was stolen it's this cross it's gonna help decipher the ancient texts great um and then so they're like okay now we need to stay here all, all night and research mm-hmm. buffy's like actually i have a date so <laughs> peace <laughs> Dude, and willow hella besties for her because yeah. buffy's like i have to go and then has this moment where she kind of like you know she does that thing where you're like kicking your friend under the table like Mm -hmm. dude come on help me out and willow's like oh yeah buffy has to rest because like she is too dumb to help us read (laughs) (laughs) the best you save is like buffy's dumb yeah (laughs) she has to go go rest and she's like okay yeah i have to go rest and then she leaves and she's basically on her way out like, okay, I'm going to go on a date now. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, runs out the door, which completely defeated the purpose. Yeah. <laughs> like, having Willow stick her neck out like that. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. But here we come to the ice rink. The ice rink, which is shot in like weird, soft tones <laughs> with like emotional like, piano, dude. Emotional with like piano. such a piano, it's like you put an Instagram filter on Buffy in the ice rink, <laughs> and there's like beautiful, soft classical music playing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what was your? Dude, what did you guys think? I immediately was like. That is Sarah Michelle Geller doing small spins. <laughs> Dude, I thought it was her. Because they, I feel like, kind of, they, like, show her in her face and she's at least, like, skating some. But then they do kind of, like, pan away or whatever. But I was like, dude, yeah, wow. Look at Buffy go. Like, Sarah Michelle Geller must actually be able to skate. Oh, is that what you thought? You thought it was Sarah no. Michelle Geller the, the whole time? Because... <laughs> last time we shot this episode we had to take 10 minutes to research (laughs) because I was like it's actually her dude it's actually her wait I thought that I did think it was her no no you were were like there's no way (laughs) you were staunchly against you were like no dude they cut away they cut away it's a double and I'm like no dude but you can tell it's her and you're like no no there's no oh my god that's so funny I definitely (laughs) just like thought that I thought that it was and then that you were like it wasn't and that I no dude like I knew whatever I thought was wrong (laughs) no obviously you blacked it out and gaslit yourself into thinking that you were right the whole time <laughs> because I, I, actually... I thought it was wrong <laughs> I just thought that the wrong thing was wrong <laughs> we took so long 
you guys on it was like one in the morning <laughs> and I was like no it was definitely her <laughs> and then by the end of it Jen was like oh my god it was her and then she's like I'm gonna cut this part out <laughs> and then when we re-record I'm gonna pretend that I knew all along <laughs> yeah Sarah Michelle Keller <laughs> is that why you said you couldn't edit this Jen so that we could re-record the whole thing so you could be like yeah I knew it was her <laughs> no <laughs> That was the most unconvincing no I've ever heard. <laughs> so yeah, dude, obviously actual Sarah Michelle Geller also took comfort as a child in ice skating, dude. So it's actually cool that you have a lot in common with Sarah Michelle Geller, <laughs> like the real, the real Buffy. <laughs> and she actually does like a few little like spins like just little hops or whatever i couldn't uh, it do looks it it's nice yeah it looks I nice do it. yeah she has graceful. good form she does like those crossovers and stuff and mm. yeah it looks it looks good for sure um and that away though right? <laughs> it so, does fan away. It you does also fan were away. like dude she was doing triple axles and i was like no she was <laughs> <laughs> i was like she does a jump like a tiny jump <laughs> <laughs> either way props to we got to see a side of I wonder if like they found that out about her and like wrote it in because they were like mm. okay this probably is, like, it easy. was kind of like out of pocket <laughs> yeah it never comes up again it's yeah. never come up before now and it never comes up again so that does seem real yeah Wait, when did right? the Tanya Harding thing happen oh was that in the this. 90s yeah I'm definitely sure. the 90s you might be because this did end this. up having a little bit I mean not enough I guess I'm stretching it to say that but <laughs> this is not what happened this is not what she, happened yeah no <laughs> she was not choked out on the ice um that would have been amazing though yeah because it was I think it was like more early 90s let's see because I do want to know okay it was before the 94 Olympics okay. so you're right it was kind of too long before this to probably have had really an impact on. but ice skating was super fucking big at that time yes. like I feel like everybody was in ice skating it was like ice skating Michael Jordan Tony Hawk, Wayne Dude, Gretzky, everyone was, was like, into all of those things yeah, at that time. Little, like blurb on Google, it says that Tanya Harding was a single skater who was probably the most controversial figure skater. Oh, it says figure skater, but I thought it just said figure, the controversial figure in American <laughs> history. And I was like, wow. That's <laughs> 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 only if your whole world was figure skating <laughs> yeah only if you're nancy kerrigan <laughs> uh, oh my god so Dude. okay yes she's We're so skating. in her element she doesn't notice a scary biker big bus vagrant uh watching her <laughs> um, Dude, um yeah. and then she does the most controlled fall yeah I've which they do seen. teach you dude the first yeah. thing they teach you is how to control fall i feel like i learned that when i was like three <laughs> see it's her it's her <laughs> so she does a controlled fall um and into the side of the rink wow i my notes say is immediately tanya harding by the biker van <laughs> 
Oh my wow. god, that makes me feel wow. way better. Because I was like, dude, it feels really Tanya Harding. <laughs> well, no Tanya one Harding comes out in on the ice. Totally, totally. It's like but not she was me. violated on the ice for sure. Yeah, it is an ice skating injury. Yeah, that's yeah. Really all it took for me and Amanda. <laughs> wow, I made Sorry, Tanya, Tanya Harding into Sorry, a verb. Yeah. Wow, that's how intense it we was. We were the first people to do this, dude, and also it wasn't even her it was her boyfriend right it was her boyfriend so, yeah. yeah she yeah. really she I feel like it's, it's not like even her boyfriend common, like Marie it's her boyfriend's friend it's her boyfriend's friend another level but okay yeah so the like hazy soft camera view that we've been getting mm-hmm. while we watch Sarah Michelle Gellar like beautifully skate immediately stops when she falls so she yeah. has her controlled fall she has a little laugh where she's like ha, 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 i fell down like everything is fine and then as soon like the laugh is still on her face as our scary like eco-friendly biker <laughs> reaches over <laughs> the side and like starts hella choking her out yeah, yeah. like lifts like, like, her, her with her one hand yeah, yeah. One hand. <laughs> Dude, and she's getting choked out good when all of a sudden Vampy Face Angel fucking starts, like, takes the the biker off of off of Buffy because obviously he was lurking. So he saw all this happen. Um, and then Buffy does the best, in my opinion, of all the kills we've seen so far. This is the best one. Solid, dude. Because as Angel's getting his Angel starts to also get his ass beat, all of a sudden Buffy grabs onto like the net that blocks you from getting like a puck. Like when hockey's getting played, there's like a net around. She like grabs that, lifts herself up, and does a kick that with her skate that slashes the biker's throat. It is so and there's no blood. There's no blood, dude. There's no blood on him. There's no blood on her skate. And when he falls on the ice, there's no blood on the ice. So yeah, that was an interesting like for ratings i guess they like couldn't have any blood and well, they were like we already said bitch yeah yeah we can't they blood. can't push it any further they already they had said no bitch. blood budget and they already showed buffy like getting the fuzzies from this guy and they were like this is too much, <laughs> <laughs> too much <stuff." laughs> Just in case for the new lister, getting the fuzzies means playing the choke out game. (laughs) Where before you have access to drugs, you choke, you and your friends get together to choke each other out because it makes you feel high. Yeah. And we called that game the fuzzies, getting the fuzzies. Oh my God. Okay. And so as soon as this guy gets like murked by the skate, um, we get this kind of like, cutaway scene to like drew in bed and her tarot her tarot card and she like flips one over and it's like this one is passing under her feet right now yeah and the card is like a drawing it's like a drawing of a, like a devil character but it has like biker lovers on <laughs> <laughs> in like long hair <laughs> okay, I totally that. I just saw like demon face. Okay. I was like, and this not is the same. where we get a pan to the other cards, right? Okay, okay, so there's two more cards, and this is where we see that the black character is represented by a jaguar, a jaguar in yeah. 
a jungle scene. <laughs> it's really <laughs> problematic, right? So this is just so already it gets way worse, but you can already tell that this is a problematic. It does but get way I worse. They're easing us in. We find out yeah. that that is not who that card represents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or, or wait, does it? Doesn't yeah, because we don't really see. I well, don't think it's till next episode we find out, right? Maybe. Maybe I'm just remembering. Is this I, it, like we'll how you thought it wasn't Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> like, is that is that one of those moments? <laughs> like, you're just hoping that that's not the case. <laughs> no, dude. I think that I have. Yeah, I, I'm I no think spoilies, you're right. I think that yeah. like the cards show that there will be three characters, and I do think we only see three characters. Yes, with her being one of them. So I do think in, in the order way, of right. the tarot card. Yeah, drawing basically. But I the do next episode, there. the third one is not her. Oh, okay. Remember? Oh, okay, cool. That. Okay, cool. No, I already forgot that. I only okay. remember being offended. I was but... drunk. I was drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, dude. I mean. It does get way worse than that. So honestly, yeah, I mean, it's not done, great. Even I wish they had just like, done that. Just like implied, I wish they had dude. stopped there. They just imply it's, it's not great. Yeah. So okay. So Angel, yeah, this guy's ring, and he's like, "Oh, you need to hide. This ring is scary." <laughs> like, <laughs> like, dude, she killed him so fast. I feel like he does not seem. Like, the amount of scaredness that Angel shows does not match up to the difficultness Buffy had killing this guy. But I feel like it's what we learn, though, is that, like, okay, right, like, this is the order, right? Sure. And then, like, and, like the that's what the ring is telling is that him. they just, like, keep coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's why he's like, you need to go and hide. Um, oh, and he's also ashamed of his vampy face. Yeah, he's like, don't touch me when I'm like this. <laughs> And then Buffy then goes to like sexually touch his like, <laughs> cut face. <laughs> sexually touch. And it she's is. like, oh, I didn't even notice. It's like, okay. <laughs> dude, and she, she doesn't like see in Vamp, dude. She <laughs> <laughs> Which seems fucking real problem for her because she's the slayer, dude. So. Dude, and she like really slowly pulls off, like, like she was wearing gloves because mm. the skating rink is cold, right. and she like super slowly sexually pulls her glove off so that she can touch angel's like bumpy bleeding face ew and i bet his skin is cold i would have left the glove on his skin is crazy (laughs) 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 you can still be sexual with a glove (laughs) okay Um, and then they make out yeah yeah with his vamp face yeah and jen was disgusted like the first the first round of watching this you like literally scream. <laughs> like, <laughs> ew. I wrote that in my notes. I wrote repulsed. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, dude. You were repulsed. Yeah. <laughs> He's so teethy. It's like it's gonna get in the way, dude. And like I imagine I it's like making out with someone with braces. Yeah. It's just gotta be it, just gotta be yeah. careful. Just like a normal teenage couple. You know? Well, I've never <laughs> done that. So <laughs> <laughs> wow weird flex weird flex yeah okay so you've only made out with people with fucked up teeth got it so you should be used to this the vamp teeth should totally be normal right 
<laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the so they jacked person... this. They jacked this dead body, obviously, because the next scene is Giles well, examining the ring. The ring. Dude, they could have just they the mugged this dead body. <laughs> okay. Dude, oh wait, yeah. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Yes. Before that, though. Before that, someone else was lurking oh, at the ice skating oh. rink, which is important to note uh-huh. that our sexy pajama lady, our sexy oh, yes. pajama lady, <laughs> yeah. who is problematically represented, it seems like at this point by a jaguar tarot card, yes, um, watches them making uh-huh. out, and, because he, and he has vamp face, so it's obvious to her face. that he's a vampy, not just yeah. a hot thirty-five-year-old dating a high schooler, which is hella normal. Yeah, <laughs> I stand by. Is That's where the problem comes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So yes, they are seen, and then we move on to the library so we don't really know what she's gonna make of that yet Mm -hmm. so they're at the library they have the ring because they stole it and like giles is looking at it under this giant microscope but it's like the ring is huge (laughs) (laughs) you do not need a microscope to look at it oh my god (laughs) so extra (laughs) i feel like that's what you would do He's like testing it for fentanyl. <laughs> Dude, that guy would have de- be dealing fentanyl for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, dude, and then Giles is like says the same thing that Angel says, like, oh no, this ring means you should definitely go into hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reveals that this order they're not vampires but all they care about is securing their bounty and they'll kill as many of you like you can kill however many of these people that come after you as you want but there's always someone else that's gonna come mm-hmm. but some yeah. are human but some and are not some human are not right and as he, soon as he says that we get norman fister <laughs> and his hand is worms <laughs> Dude, his hand worms. is worms but and then he, he uses that hand to sip tea dude. yeah <laughs> dude this is where the cgi budget went because yes. he's sitting there and like one arm is a normal arm and the other <laughs> arm is this like worm stump that like <laughs> but on the worm stump side is his teacup so instead of just leaving the teacup yeah. on the side where he already has an arm he like generates a human arm <laughs> out of worms so that he can reach across the table and drink his tea. <laughs> it's totally reasonable yeah. it's application so... of worm arm. Yeah. <laughs> it's an abuse. It's an abuse for sure. <laughs> okay. So then do you think that his last name is Fister? <laughs> Wait, the way you're saying it is so like, why do you keep saying it fist her? Like, you're so obviously calling it fist hurt. Like, stop saying it. Maybe he fists him. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he fists them. Yeah. Okay, fister. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And so, do you think that when he fists, it's just worm? Like, if one worm goes inside of a beetle, <laughs> is that considered fisting? For Norman Fister, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's worming. Whole... That's worming. No, he needs <laughs> this. It takes before. a whole. But what if it's a fist's worth of worms? Yeah, that counts. Okay. I imagine worth. it would go in as the like 
fleshy fist but then once it's in there some of it would turn into worms to like hit as many erogenous poles (laughs) as possible or you could do like a really good colon cleansing (laughs) yeah yeah okay so we're back at school Mm-hmm. Buffy is hella paranoid dude and she's dressed like Sarah Connor from Terminator <laughs> it is amazing <laughs> dude she's looking at everyone she... like she's never seen them before like mm-hmm. she's not fucking clocked in who actually goes to this school <laughs> dude and it's because Giles told her so, so yeah he's on her... something dude where she needs to be like more observant because <laughs> totally doesn't know who these kids are dude and giles told her not only will these people never stop coming but you'll have no idea who they are yeah so i think that that really clicked for her in this like paranoia space and even the way that the camera is shooting now it's very um like we're getting flashes of people's faces as we walk by so she walks past like the career table with the law enforcement woman and like hella makes eye contact dramatically and then all the students that pass by we get such a super dramatic shot of their face and Buffy is yeah just like hella dead face walking through this crowd (laughs) dude and then she does what all of us want to do (laughs) and she grabs Oz like Oz is just walking by like minding his own business she grabs him and then puts him against the wall and starts choking him out and he seems totally fine with it yeah (laughs) yeah I love that scene she is all of us this is very much Oz where he is just like the actual chillest character Mm -hmm. in any show I've ever seen he's so <laughs> even keeled and yeah gets choked out and Buffy screams at him like try it <laughs> and he's just chilling and he's like try what dude <laughs> <laughs> I am hanging out and then Buffy kind of realizes that she just like chokeholded a random student in her high school who is definitely not trying to kill her and kind of like really jumbly shakily is like oh my god I'm sorry and just like walks away all paranoid and the last thing we see of Oz is him kind of just like shrugging off and being like that's a very tense person (laughs) (laughs) just like fully accepts that that's all it was and moves on yeah dude and then and then it's nighttime (laughs) yeah because Buffy is like stumbling home by herself in the dark she looks like she's in withdrawal she has like her arms crossed and she's like scratching her arms and is like twitchy (laughs) and she's super out of it and she looks at her house and she's like no like I don't want to go home right now and so she ends up at Angel's door how does everyone like is Angel listed in the white pages? <laughs> because I know, dude, everyone knows where he totally. lives. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like she's has she gone there before? We've never, I don't think we've I don't know. Like I can't remember, but yeah, it's really easy. It's like his door is not marked. And Definitely what's her name? Like, the blonde lady knock, knock, knock. has shown up there before. Who's the blonde lady? Not oh, Darla. His, his ex. Car- yeah. Darla. Darla showed up there, right? So we that always. Because they have history, I guess. Okay, that's true. It's just, I feel like every time we see 
Angel's apartment, it is someone else walking into it. Yeah. Like, I feel like Xander walked in at one point, right? Looking for him previously. So we have seen the apartment before. I thought so. I don't. I honestly also in my notes was like, is this the first time we're seeing Angel's apartment? But yeah, I think you're right. We've definitely seen it before. And like, I, I guess think it's just a small town. And it's like the second mausoleum this episode, <laughs> though. So I think that the only possible way she found it is that she also has a tarot deck. And she's just okay, like, where's yeah. Angel? Where's Angel? And flips it. And she's Dude, like, also, she just, like, followed him home once or something. It's so she weird. Like, why? The relationship is like. Why do they keep hanging out at her house when he has a dope Dude, apartment? She could just be like, I'm going to go sleep over at Willow's like any normal person and then go to her 35-year-old boyfriend's house again. Because totally they're not really relatable and normal. She's still a virgin. <laughs> right, right. Okay, yeah. okay. Sure, sure, sure. And so um, she just goes in because they have mm-hmm. no boundaries. Also, there's no locks, right? Okay, yeah. he's listed and doesn't lock the door. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and then it's like hella nice. His apartment is so fucking dope. There's like glass, like artifacts. Like there's a literally museum. a sculpture. On yeah, display. there's like a museum. Yeah, there's art displays. Um, like everything really well is lit. sensual, like red and like dark red and like mahogany. Yeah, <laughs> so dope. <laughs> Dude, so she like sits on his bed and in her outside with her shoes on. In her outside clothes. She gets in his bed with her shoes on. I have that in my notes too. It's not so rude. It was fucked up. It's in all caps in my notes. Outside clothes. Sometimes I'm like asleep and Dan will come to bed late and I like wake up and I'm like, is that the shirt you wore to work? dude because that's gross yeah, yeah that's gross that's dude it's covid it has covid on it it has covid on it shoes are do? vectors shoes are vectors for dude, shoes have pee on them 100 percent of the time dude and in your in sunnydales they probably also have blood <laughs> like, yeah. or yeah. like various slimes dude it's so rude for her to just break into her boyfriend's house hella nice house like that bed is probably like the sheets you know are 100 percent like egyptian cotton yeah <laughs> Like, yes. actually no they're silk real they're silk, silk. 100% yeah. silk yeah, yeah. they're <laughs> like... red silk it's such a vibe too. <laughs> okay so meanwhile why Angel isn't there is because he's at a dive bar <laughs> looking for information right so Willie <laughs> who works at the bar I guess he's from Brooklyn <laughs> I know yeah. dude I was like what is with this dude's accent <laughs> And he's, he's like, like, hey, come on, why are you mad, man? I treat your vamps good. Bada bing, yeah, bada exactly. boom, he's bada ba. Some, some nice pig's blood for you. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and being offered pig's blood just totally makes Angel go the fuck off. He smashes Willie's head into the bar. Um that until he finds out that spike finally he finds out that spike is the one that put the hit out on buffy which also seemed obvious but yeah (laughs) i guess he had to like confirm it from also obvious that this character is named willie the snitch on imdb so that tells us everything about Mm -hmm. his character yeah yeah he's (laughs) obviously from brooklyn 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's from Brooklyn. Yes. And like not like this is 1997 Brooklyn. So it's not gentrified. It's not Williamsburg. There's no Whole Foods. So he <laughs> is hella grimy. <laughs> like <laughs> that pig's blood is not organic. No. Um, and but then, he is like a yeah. human also. Yes, it seems he's like human. he is a human. Yeah. 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 Um, and then suddenly the lady assassin is there and she's beating Angel's ass with a broomstick, which is yeah. so fucking dope. Um, and she locks him in a cage. I guess Willie has a cage in the back like, yeah. of the yeah. bar. And There's no explanation for why it's yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Um, and so locks him in and informs him like, you know, there's a window in this cage and it faces it faces it's east. east it's, it's she knows which yeah window. she knows but this is the first time we hear her voice oh and it is a very offensive i, mean, <laughs> I would say only because it's bad accent, dude. dude it is not good it's like dude it's not a good accent like there's a reason why Chris Pratt did Mario's voice differently than what it actually is because it is purposely a bad accent and it's not like you know it seems a little cartoonish um (laughs) to be yeah an accent that is not her own accent I feel like last time we talked about this Chris you said you heard an interview with that actress and she gave like a little insight about the accent and wow I already I apparently didn't write notes on that but I'm not surprised because I was immediately offended by it and I was like this makes me really uncomfortable and then I was like well I wonder what this person felt when you came in and they were like okay we have this black actress Mm -hmm. and I guess the accent is supposed to be kind of like Caribbean mm-hmm. is like the closest that I can get immediately I was mm-hmm. like I feel like I'm watching that Pirates of the Caribbean movie and so like that's kind of where it took me but yeah I feel like even Disney invested in the Pirates movie to me <laughs> like yeah. actual accent I think I remember you saying that the they told the actress like the day of shooting that we need an accent I do thing. remember yeah. that okay yes so that makes sense because it's not good (laughs) yeah and yeah dude and so it was very yeah that was a big reveal for me (laughs) okay I found it I found it so Marty Noxon who was one of the writers on this episode said that this character was not intended to have an accent Mm -hmm. it was a last minute decision And a dialect coach was brought in who taught this actress a dialect that was supposedly from a very specific, obscure region of Jamaica. Okay. 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 (laughs) It still felt very strange to have this come on. Like, the Brooklyn accent was one thing, but... I don't know. They were like, we need to pick a really obscure region so that (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I still don't know how I feel about it. It was immediately. I don't mind. Yeah, I'm not saying every accent. I'm like clocking that. You know, I'm not saying every accent. Just this one was very 
Miss Cleo sounding, which it, also was revealed to be a fake accent, right? By someone who did not live in that region. So it was very like, yeah, it felt like not very much time was put into preparing the actress. And we already have our guards up, dude. Like this show, it really has us with our guard up already to um, insensitivities. (laughs) (laughs) These kinds of topics. So I feel like, yeah, we were were already kind of expecting some problematic stuff. So, okay, we hear Kendra's voice. Obviously, Mm. um, y'all, we're not going to do the accent for you. No, no. (laughs) Go and watch the episode. (laughs) If you want to know what we're talking about, if you're curious check it out on youtube she was like it's a me a kendra <laughs> yeah dude, it, it, it's it, a it. me a that's what it sounded like yeah dude. <laughs> so anyways we have angel in a cage we have angel in a cage with a window that is facing to the east and we can tell that it is already starting to lighten in the room so we're getting nervous for angel at this point yeah yeah and so that's kind of like where we leave angel <laughs> yeah. she runs away and um we kind of get like a you know quick library scene where willow passed out from their all-night research party and Giles realizes that Spike wants to perform a ritual to restore the health of a vamp. So we got this like kind of confirmation like that we've, we've thought where, you know, Spike is like, oh, I'm trying to make you better, baby. <laughs> and like confirmed like that is what's what they're literally looking at. Dude, and Drusilla has so many bruises on her arm. So many bruises dude i was noticing that too uh, like what is that alluding to? i imagine that she bruises easily because the tv so <laughs> that's maybe part it's of like it. what my legs look like when we black out like that's how <laughs> fucked up it was <laughs> it sounds like she's living her best life <laughs> oh my god okay so now we are actually close to the end here we the episode ends with three cliffhangers because like we said in the beginning this is a part one episode so the first cliffhanger is that Xander and Cordelia go to check Buffy's house um for Buffy they haven't seen her so there's a a knock at the door while they're while they're inside Buffy's house there's a knock at the door and it is Fister (laughs) (laughs) and he's doing his salesman thing which totally works on Cordelia because she's like oh free come right in yeah. And you know that she has the most expensive like Tatcha like makeup. It's so weird that it works on her. But yeah, she wants the freebies too. It so. is too like a moment where because Cordelia is even involved in this, we we saw this happen because Giles wanted to send Xander to Buffy's house to check on her, but Xander mm-hmm. doesn't have a car. So they oh, pull right. Cordelia in because she has a car. And that's Giles's idea, mm-hmm. which in this moment, we are seeing a shift where Cordelia is now being kind of considered part of the Scooby crew, where, like, she didn't accidentally find herself part of this. They reached out to her mm-hmm. to come be part of this, which is a shift that I think we're going to start to see elaborate on yeah. as we move forward in this season. 
Yeah. And um, and so that's kind of like yeah. the cliffhanger there. Is that yeah. like Norman Fister is there? Mm-hmm. And he's house. made of worms. And he's made of worms. <laughs> and his name is Fister. Um, the second cliffhanger is that the sun is coming up and Angel is trapped in the cage. So he is like, kind of like his vamp strength. Yeah, right he's, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the third cliffhanger is that Buffy wakes up just in time to miss the lady assassin, the lady assassin's axe. Um, there's a dope girl fight um with like a bunch of one-liners and high kicks and even yeah. scratching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the episode ends with the assassin revealing herself to be Kendra, the vampire slayer. So we have it ends with like that meme of Spider-Man where they're all pointing at each other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> type of situation. <laughs> and we get it to be continued. Yeah. Dude, and it is kind of like we should have known that she was a vampire slayer because from the beginning to the end, she's all high kicks. Yeah. Like yeah. all she does the entire episode is like wear a super hot outfit and do high kicks, yeah. which is slayer yeah 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 (laughs) it's an important part it's in the rule book and her outfit is amazing and her outfit also has slayer vibes yeah she has like a crop top and then like silky pajama pants oh my god that That looks so uh, yeah they're like bell bottoms (laughs) yeah they're like dress pajama pants yeah so she has like flexibility of movement but still like looks amazing (laughs) yeah Dude, it, it seems very possible that she will continue to wear those pants as mm-hmm. her career unfolds because mm-hmm. the actress who played Kendra, Bianca Lawson, also stars in Save the Last Dance in 2001, which was very exciting. Yeah. And she is also the stepsister of Beyonce and Solange. So she has a very exciting life ahead of her. Um, this is at the very bottom of my notes. I found the little bit about her accent. I did totally mm-hmm. have something from that mm-hmm. interview. Um, and also that we could have had this actress as Cordelia, but she couldn't make the time commitment. So mm-hmm. that's oh, that how we get been Charisma awesome. Carpenter. What? Yeah, she would have been a super, a solid Cordelia for yeah. sure. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. And that's where we leave it. Yeah, we had a lot going on, but honestly, we only had three hills, three deaths. Mm -hmm. So we had the an unidentified vamp in right faked by Buffy in the cemetery outside the mausoleum. We have Buffy's neighbor Mm -hmm. who is killed by however worms kill. (laughs) (laughs) I think getting up inside the butthole. Yeah. And then the bus vagrant killed by the ice skate blade by Buffy. Eco biker. Yeah. Biker. Okay, wait. So do you think when Norman Fister kills, he like enters the body as worms and then like and then reforms as a human, human and, and like blows them up? I feel like he could honestly just send a few worms in your like ear and nose and like destroy your brain totally that does seem like then he would still have enough worms to drink his tea <laughs> while it happens which it seems, seems important, important to him yeah well all right that's it and that's yeah, it that's to it. be continued to be continued yeah. tune in next time when we find out whose line it is <laughs> 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 or what the line is what's my line anyway yeah <laughs>
So thanks, everyone. Thanks. See you next time. Bye. 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 This episode was created and recorded by Amanda Kelly, Chris Rath, and me, Jen Rath. It was also edited by me, Jen Rath. Our theme music is by James Massa and my husband, Daniel Nico. And our cover art is by our super badass friend, Caitlin Deering. Thanks everyone for listening. 